Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly bookish podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Jess. I'm the Jess in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm the Jess over in the Pacific Northwest. Each week, we sit down with a drink in one hand and the mic in the other to talk all things bookish. We are super duper excited to jump into today's episode as we have a very special guest, Jordan from at underscore completely booked, who is going to be chatting with us about our book for the week, People We Meet on Vacation. Yes, and People We Meet on Vacation was published in May of this year of 2020. 21 and it's written by Emily Henry. It currently sits at a 4.19 on Goodreads. It's been all over Bookstagram. It's like a second chance romance that follows the story of Poppy and Alex. But before we get more into the book, Jordan, can you please introduce yourself? Hello. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jess and Jess. I am Jordan, Jordan Hernandez, I guess to be more formal, of Completely Booked. I'm 29 years old. I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. I am a native Jersey girl. I grew up here in New Jersey, just a little bit south of Hoboken, about 45 minutes is where I grew up. But I now reside in Hudson County, and I am a bona fide bookstagrammer uh, as of about, a, I guess, a year and a half now. So I'm so happy to be here and excited to be on the show with you all. Ooh, that was a great introduction. Thank you. Like you yeah, that was. Devin can tell you've done radio before. That was the radio yes. introduction yes. for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate um, it. My parents' um, wallets will appreciate that as well for my college education. <laughs> All right. Before we get into it anymore, what is everybody drinking? I'm going to start with you, Jess. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the like off-brand uh, Safeway bubble water, the Soleil version. It, it's really good. I actually like it, so I'm not going to complain about it, but still on my Whole30, no drinking right now, so just trying to spice oh. it up with a different bubble water every day. Jordan, what are you drinking? What flavor is it? This one? Uh, I am drinking a spicy Casamigos margarita. That Casamigos has been my drink of choice. I'm not sponsored by them, so I guess I could just say tequila. Any tequila you choose, but Casamigos, I feel really cool and really fancy when I have my Casamigos but on my uh, Instagram, on Completely Booked, I not too long ago did a, my recipe for a spicy margarita. Mm-hmm. And I truly can't have, margaritas are my favorite, but I like, they like, have to be spicy now. Oh. I don't even really, and I should say I don't enjoy a regular margarita. I will, I will drink pretty much anything. But I do <laughs> really enjoy a super, super, super spicy margarita. Nice. Yeah. Are the other ones too sweet for you now? They're like tart and they just oh, like okay. lack. They lack like flavor. I'm like, I just need some kind of other element with them, oh, and usually spice is what I'm sure. looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, what about right. you? What are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a pink lemonade spindrift. It's a new um, flavor that I found at Target, and I added some like vodka in there because, you know, Monday, why not? Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've got going on. Awesome. I love I it. Okay, so we wanted to ask you, Jordan, a couple questions just about, you know, yourself and what you're doing and all that before we get dive into the book. Um, first things first, you said you recently, I guess a year ago, started your bookstagram. Was it a quarantine project? What made you get into it? What made you want to do a it bookstagram? Wasn't, it wasn't. It almost made the cut of a quarantine project. It actually started, I the first post I did was on February 24th of 2020. Ooh. 
So oh, okay. COVID was somewhere lingering around all of us when it started, but it wasn't a like thing thing. I actually had started on my personal Instagram and mm-hmm. I just, every two weeks I was posting about a book that I had read called A Completely Booked. I am very busy and I, I use that term relatively. I feel like when I was younger, busy used to be like a personality trait and that was like, <laughs> I'm just busy all the time. Now I'm like, yes, I'm busy, but I make sure it's all things that I enjoy. So I am truly completely booked. I, of course, work full time. I have my bookstagram. I have an identical twin sister, and we do everything together. We do three different volunteer projects. We have our own nonprofit. We're on the board of another nonprofit. Um, I do volunteer coordinating for a blog in Hoboken. I write for a blog in Hoboken. We have a small hand decorating cookie business on the side. So. I truly am completely booked, and that's where that name comes from. (laughs) So there's a ton of things, and I'm sure I'm missing something in there that we do, because every time I run down the list, I forget something. But completely booked is what started that, but I do all of it with a good book always by me. There's always a time where I'm like, oh, did you read this, or I just read that, or I just read a magazine article. So hence the name, completely booked. That is crazy. Like. Okay, that is a lot, and that just makes me so much more, like, wowed by the amount that you're reading because you already have so much on your plate. Like, that is full, full plate action. And then you're reading so much on top of it. Like we see your Instagram, we see how many books you're posting. That's just so impressive. I feel like we've, we've had gals on the show before who read an intense amount, but I feel like they're not like capturing all these other facets. That's really Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) That's damn. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Question really quick. Do you do all of your books physical or do you also do audiobooks? There are some that I do audio. It's hard to do audio for me personally. That's not like a self-help book or like a no. tips book. I just novels. I tried one in the very beginning of this year. I never did audio before quarantine. A friend of mine, we started like a very, very small book club because nobody was doing anything else at the time. And she does all of her books audio. And so she was like, just try one, just try one. And in the beginning of the year, I did the book, Mr. Nobody on audio. And it was like fine, but I don't really like novels on audio. So some of the self-help books that I've posted, I've done audio, but I do also like having the physical copy. Most of the other books, every book I've posted, I have read. I am very adamant about I don't have ghost readers. It's not like my friends read them and then I like get their opinions. Every single book that I have posted, I have read and or I own myself. So I try to do that. But most of the books I read are physical copies. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I started yeah, doing audio books because it's hard hit, to read fast. But they're also hit and hit and miss. Like it really depends on who's yeah. narrating it. I feel like sometimes a bad narrator really on a good book can really just fluff it all up and you're like I hate how they make this person sound that's not how it sounded in my brain and it just really can damper right, the whole right. book for you it's awkward during audiobooks though when like you're listening to it and there's like a spicy scene going on and you're like oh my gosh what is that in my ears and they do like the panting and the yes. out of breath kind of thing I'm like ah What is going on? I was actually, it was so funny. When I listened to Mr. Nobody, my sister doesn't read. We do everything together. The only thing we do different is that she does not read at all. So I listened to Mr. Nobody and I was trying to finish it for a book club. So I had it on like five speed. Like, you know, you can make it a lot faster. Mm -hmm. She was like, what is this that you're listening to? Because it's like a very sort of thriller book. And so it's towards the end it gets to books too. (laughs) 
And it was so fast. We I listened to a book one together one. once. And she she put it on in the car, and I looked over at her. I was like, this is like ants talking. I can't understand it. Like, we have to did, slow it down it. a little bit. I did that one, and I did uh, Janet Mock's memoir of the, the creator of Pose. And, I mean, she's done a million other things, but the creator of Pose is probably what most people would know her from. And her story was amazing. It's actually really interesting because when she – first got married, her husband lived down in Long Branch, New Jersey. So she took the same train that I would take home. And a lot of the time that she spent like creating shows and stuff was on that train line. And so I'm like, oh, I know exactly what she's speaking about. So I really enjoyed her memoir, but I had it at really, really fast speed. I was trying to like finish the book before I believe it was like Trans Activist Day or something like that, that I was trying to post for. But I had to do it really fast. And my sister came in my room and was like, how are you even understanding what it is that she's saying? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so you have a couple of side hustles, and one of the big one is selling some merchandise. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that so that if our listeners want to go and buy from you... Absolutely. So I have quite a bit of merchandise right now. It actually just started this girl that I found on Instagram. A bookstagram is, is of course, a beautiful mm-hmm. world and community. And she made these beautiful bookmarks of all women are mainly like they're like little characters, all different backgrounds, black women, white women, Hispanic women, you name it, Asian women. She has them on her bookmarks. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, do you do custom ones? And she said, yes. So I asked her, I was like, can you just mock up, you know, whatever for completely booked? And she sent me the two bookmarks. And I was like, oh, this is just kind of cool to have. You know, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just have these bookmarks and posted them. And a couple of people wanted them. I think I only ordered, like, maybe 25 from her the first time I ordered from them. And they were sold out in, like, two seconds. First of all, I have a large family. So by the time I like gave, you know, your family gets the, mm-hmm. the, the, the first freebies, we call them just things. Like when someone's like, can I just have a bookmark? Oh. Or when we do cookies, they're like, can I just have 40 cookies? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like a lot of just bookmarks to start off with. And then people bought them and I wanted a notebook. So I reached out to another girl here in Hoboken who I know does art told her that my whole thing is representation. Of course, diversity is diverse and making sure I have people from all different backgrounds represented in my things. But speaking of merchandise coming soon, I have brand new t-shirt designs and canvas totes talking about representation matters. It's all little figurines of, of women of all different backgrounds, gender, ability, all those kind of things, gender status, I guess I should say, ability, so that we're including everybody in our stories. I have seen recently beautiful lines of people who sell on Bookstagram, but they maybe only sell things talking about black authors or they only sell things talking about Latino authors, which is great, and I celebrate all of them and I try to support and buy. But to me, diversity is diverse, so I want that to come through in my products. Mm -hmm. And if anybody is interested in my products, they can go to the link in my bio and completely book. The website is actually jordanandjoelonline.com. It gets confusing, I know, because Joelle is not a part of Completely Booked, really, like in terms of like the forefront. She has a lot of behind the scenes stuff for me, but in terms of the, the face of it, she's not really a part of it. But you can go to just my link in my bio for Completely Booked. Perfect. Awesome. And we'll put that Very link cool. also yeah. in our show notes, too, so people can Amazing. reach that. And on the blog. Awesome. Yes, we will. So a little, like, random book question. What is your go-to genre of book? 
Like, what is the one that you have to pick up if, if there's a, a book in that genre? That's a good one. I don't know if celebrity memoirs would count as, like, a genre. I guess that would be yes, nonfiction. Yes. But, but if I'm being specific type of nonfiction, uh, celebrity memoirs. I just think it's so intriguing some, sometimes the way people get certain places. One thing that does kind of bother me with celebrity memoirs is a lot of people have sacrificed their mental health, their physical well-being, their spiritual or emotional well-being to get where they are. And more times than not, at the end of their memoir, they will say, I don't recommend that you work for 18 hours a day, or I don't recommend that you stop exercising to get here. And I'm like, but yes, but you got to that level by doing that. So I mm. think that there's sometimes that that gets to be hard. The only person who has written two books that aren't really memoirs, I guess they're more self-help, but her story is weaved throughout is LaVey Ajayi Jones. And she has always been a mental health advocate and she's gotten to the apex of her career and even beyond without doing so many like detrimental things to herself. Mm -hmm. So I really, really enjoy her works. But I just think celebrities getting to that status and getting to that level and perfecting your craft in that way, whatever it is that they do, is so intriguing and so inspiring. Okay, so I have a follow up question for that. Yeah, we did. Um, yes. Yeah, we did Jessica Simpson so far. Um, I do have a follow-up question though. I w am curious: are, are there any celebrity memoirs that you hope are going to be written soon? Like, do you have someone that you want to know their story that hasn't written one yet? I mean, it will never happen. I guess never say never. But I am the biggest Beyonce fan. But I highly doubt she will ever write a like tell-all story. So. Yes. That would be my dream of all dreams of all dreams See, that would come I, true. <laughs> I agree. I think a Beyonce and a Britney Spears. I know everyone's on the Britney Spears kick right now, mm -hmm. but those two yes. would be fascinating. Like both, they both would of be. Those I really women want JLo. Like, JLo has a memoir, and I love JLo. I listened to JLo's, JLo's memoir. But I guess that was an audiobook that I did years ago. That was actually the first audiobook I did. But that was, I was rushing to read it before I saw her in concert in. <laughs> years ago 2016 so I listened to it but I wish she only did a short period of time she only did it while she did her first world tour mm -hmm. and I wish mm -hmm. she would do it from like when she was a dancer kind of growing up so a little bit more backstory yeah you want to know the backstory yeah <laughs> Beyonce would be gold though for sure. I mean yeah um okay so when you're not doing all of the things what do you do for fun because I'm sure you you have fun doing all of the things but like you know, what do you do for you other than reading? Right. And volunteering uh, all the other and things. all your things. <laughs> exactly. I will say, I must say earlier, and I think about this quite often, earlier this year, my, my best friend had messaged me. She lives down in Baltimore, actually, but we grew up together. We went from kindergarten through college together. And she had asked me something if I was busy or, or whatever, but it, she had said, and I was like, oh, no, like we're, you know, I'm, I'm not working, but I'm doing this, 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 and this. And I listed off all of these things. And she said, yeah, but that's all still work for you. What else are you doing? And she was like a very, like she paused the conversation and was like, no, but what else are you doing? And yeah. that did kind of put into perspective for me in that moment at 29 years old where I kind of realized, wow, yeah, everything I do, I do monetize and I do make it, even if it's not, if it's volunteering, of course, I'm not monetizing it, but I do. It's resumes, resume building stuff. Right, resume builders. So now I do try to focus on, going out, having a good time. And I, I have become one of those people where they're like, oh, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, 
go out. <laughs> like, I kind of, like, especially now that we can a little bit with COVID before I feel like the world stops again. So go out. I love to listen to music. I have to dance for a little while, almost every day. If it's not every day, it's at least every other day. And then, I mean, like everybody else, watch Netflix, chill, yeah. play with the dog. Chica's always running around. So just things like that. <laughs> oh, here she is playing with a bottle right now. I'll get rid of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, you, you got to do something else. I feel like I do a lot of watching TV. That's, that's my big thing. I'm trying, I'm trying to exercise, but I've seen all of your new, um, Instagram posts of you traveling and you live so close to the city. So that must be really fun and exciting to go check out. It is. It's, it's nice. I mean, growing up in New, in New Jersey, I've always had access. I've always been 40 minutes out of the, out of New York city. And I went there always growing up. And then we're about, I said, we're five minutes from a beach where my parents live, but 25 minutes from like a good beach. If you've ever been to the beaches in New Jersey, as proud as I am to be from New Jersey, some beaches are better than others. I'll put it that way. So we're about 25 minutes from a really good beach that I like. So it's, it's great to have the experience of, of both and to be able to wake up, spend a day at the beach and then go out in the city at night if you really want to. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Right that, on. that was great. Yeah. Okay. Should we, yeah, Yeah. we should dive into the book. So like we mentioned before, we are covering people we meet on vacation and this is a friends to lovers trope, I -hmm. I think, or, or second chance trope, I think is more a better descriptor of the book, but it follows Poppy and her puppy dog face man, uh, Alex. (laughs) And Jess, you, I remember like, it was before I had started reading this book. You texted me and you were like, is the name Bella ruined for you? And I was like, why would you ask me that question? And she was like, well, you know, like it was Twilight named Bella. So is Bella ruined for you? Like, can you read books or like have, meet people named Bella anymore? I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. And I didn't realize until I started reading this book, it's Poppy. And we just read a book about a Poppy. And so it was like very weird for me because the last Poppy was a very different Poppy than this Poppy. Was a but transgender I was like, oh. child. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, like, wow. okay, yeah, that's why she was different. asking me if uh, Bella was ruined for me. It was and a my little dog's weird. Name is Bella. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, but I, I can read books where there's two poppies, even though there's um, very different poppies. Okay, so I want to know, both of you guys, were you hooked from the start? So this one was not one of my picks. I think, uh, Louisville Jess, this was your pick. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just want to know, were you guys hooked from the beginning? Because going into it, I didn't know what I was actually reading. I just went in based off of the title. So were you guys hooked from the start? I was not hooked from the start. I was hooked about 300 pages in. <laughs> I, 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 It was one of those, you know what? I will say, I will preface this. I did read Seven Days in June by Tia Williams right before this. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's so crazy how like people think because I saw somebody post, uh, they had read Seven Days in June also, and they were like, I pity the book that follows Seven Days in June for anyone. And it was I was more than halfway through this book when I saw that post and I was like, yes. It's not that this, this is not a bad book. This is a great book. I, I recommend it. It's, it's a good one. But I think the book that I read before this was so good and just juicy. And, and there was just really intricate characters and the characters were developed that this just felt a little like Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen three pages in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, Jordan. I 
also didn't know what it really was about. I just usually go like, oh, there's so many people that have been reading this on Bookstagram, and it's like the hot new book that everybody's reading and everybody's loving so let's go ahead and pick it up and do it for the podcast and I'm like okay well this is interesting five years five years ago and all of these years ago years ago and Jess knows that I'm not a big going out of order fan Uh and like hopping back and forth I don't like that too much unless you do it very well and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure Emily Henry did it very well on this one it got a little confusing there Yeah, there were so many flashbacks. I tried to count. I think there was 37 flashbacks you have to read through before you get to what I felt was the hook, what happened in Croatia, right? Like, I wasn't hooked on the beginning of the book. I was just like, oh, all right, weird, weird friend, like, couple. Obviously, you know they're going to be a couple, but, like, weird friends. I get it. But the only hook for me was I needed to keep reading because I needed to know what happened in Croatia. And by the time we got right. there, I was a little disappointed because I was like, oh, it was just a like, this was like misunderstanding kiss kind of thing. Like, that's kind of a bummer. I thought it was going to be more in depth because there were more elements throughout the book for me that I thought like mental health and, and you know, kind of status mm-hmm. stuff that was a little bit more deep. I was just expecting like a deeper issue to arise in Croatia not just like a drunk kiss taken the wrong way kind I of agree it was also like I wish she would I wish she would have made them a little older because they only had a, like a very limited amount of time to do adult things they were they obviously met in college so by that time they were like 18 19 but they didn't really kickstart their relationship until she started going they started going on these vacations so that was after they graduated college and they're barely 30 so you only have but so much time, especially to do flashbacks. I feel like to do flashbacks, it has to be like, in this time, we didn't have cell phones or we didn't have text messages and social media and then have a drastic change to the, to the current time to really make it work. And that's where the little bit of confusing part came into me. I think it's a great book. Like if, if somebody was asking, oh, I'm just going away on a trip or I want to read a book on an airplane. I have a really long flight. This is perfect. You could fall asleep in the middle of it, pick it up. Yeah. It's an easy to follow book, which I appreciate. I think sometimes I get so in the realm of like, I want to read diverse books and I want to read about racism and feminism that sometimes it just gets to be confusing or sometimes I just get so enraged because I start to see things in terms of racism and stuff like that so clearly that I need a book like this to just be like, all right, chill for a second. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Right. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I just, it's, Emily Henry has a great publicist. This is a book that was marketed very well. Mm-hmm. Bookstagram picked it up. They must have sent out a ton of copies to Bookstagrammers. She had Beach Read that was great last year. She knows what she's, her marketing team knows what they're doing, basically, with this book. Did you read Beach Read? I haven't. I didn't okay. read Beach Read. Okay. We haven't read it either, so we I didn't either. I was just, I was just wondering. Yeah, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, the, the cover is beautiful we've we've talked about this like several times when you get a good cover that's like it's got a bright pop but then it isn't too busy like I feel like with the fire on high it was a little bit of a busy cover but still very gorgeous like really nice uh, artwork this one is like I feel like it's a the the kind of book the right what's in what's in style right now is like very simplistic uh kind of people or items yeah. and character kind of things and this is just very on brand right now for bookstagram so you're right like it was publicized well it got out it is a good 
palette cleanser of a book. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the the character, our heroine, I suppose, Poppy, because I could see people reading this and get getting like two different vibes from her. She's definitely a manic pixie girl type of girl who falls in love with the sturdy, like, uh, you know, strong and silent kind of guy, which is just a trope that we see a lot. And I don't hate it. I, you know, I've loved him before and I do love him here and there. Um, I was getting at some points a little annoyed with Poppy. Like, I think she went over the top a couple times with just not being a good communicator. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. obviously you needed to have that to have those type of antics in the book. But what was your guys' take overall with Poppy? Were you, you know, really liking her as a as a character were you getting annoyed with her as like some people might I feel like might have gotten with that type of that type of manic pixie girl what do you think I feel like I feel like she's lucky with how much Alex loved her I just don't know many guys that like I just I just feel like got it at least in my dating experience my very limited dating experience I will add but I just feel like if a guy really wants something he will go after it so he, obviously Alex showed quite a few times that like, I'm like, girl, you don't have to be so desperate. Like, I know we were in her like thought process, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you have to calm down. Like if this guy doesn't want you or if this doesn't work out, like, and again, like I wish they would have played on the mental health of that. And she's getting older and she obviously comes from her. And even he came from a family where in Linfield, Ohio, you get married, you kind of have this stable life. Like. I wish they would have played on that a little bit more, almost like a what if they didn't end up together? What would she... Like, I wish she would have kind of talked through her own narrative of what would have happened because I think that's a little bit more relatable for people who don't end up getting mm-hmm. married or who are single. That I was just like... I, don't, I just don't like how desperate she was, especially for a 2021 book with a female mm-hmm. lead. I just don't think... Like, I think we've done that story already. I think we're, we've moved on from that as a, as a gender... <laughs> It was a lot of, um, oh, I'll give up anything for you, but I know you're going to give up more for me kind of thing. Yeah. Because I'm the girl and you're going to do what I kind of want. So, yeah, no, I, she was okay. She wasn't the greatest. Yeah. I do, the, the thing that I did really appreciate about her is how protective she was about her parents. Like, mm-hmm. she just, like, I don't like how so-and-so reacted around my family and how they were like, oh, I see why you had to get out, you know. I appreciated how protective she was about, you know, her family. Like, this is where I came from. If you don't like my parents, then maybe we shouldn't be together. Right. And now it's kind of weird since you don't like them. I liked liked their banter back and forth. I think Poppy's hilarious. Like, just, like, her little, like, jokes. Like, Mm -hmm. the way that her Mm -hmm. humor was is definitely my kind of humor. So I loved the, like, back and forth, like, just the quickness that they had with their, like, comebacks and stuff like that so that that I really enjoyed of her character and the way of course Emily Henry wrote it I just think like her as a person because she was so witty she had a really cool job I think she could have been elevated a little bit more as like a woman (laughs) did it feel kind of um stereotypical like oh she has everything she wants and now she's not happy you know how people are like, oh, yeah. money can't buy you happiness. Yeah. Grass is greener yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I Yes, of right. course it was, but I had never heard, and this is just me being, you know, sheltered. I'd never heard the term 
millennial ennui. 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 Me neither. Um, sorry, I don't even know how to say it, but like I think it's said ennui, but it's basically just like the collective vibe that all the millennials are giving off of like never truly being fully happy and reaching any potential because the weird world that you know we've all grown up in I I kind of liked how she went with the mental health spin with everything to kind of work through with Poppy um, mm-hmm. even though it was very you know we're used to it we've heard it before but it was just done in a way that was a little new for me at least yeah I can imagine this like almost like our parents age of people reading this to understand millennials to like and to get just like a very general (laughs) overview of what they think millennial what they think millennials are as opposed to a millennial reading a book about a millennial yeah 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 that's Mm -hmm. funny that's here, you want to learn about me? Read <laughs> this. Here it is. Right, exactly. <laughs> what trip? Because they went on a couple different trips, like maybe 10-ish different trips. Yeah. What trip was your favorite that you read? And have you been to any of the places that they went to? That's a good question. I would have to remember all the places. But I, I think I've it was New Orleans. Springs. <laughs> Oh, you've been to Palm Springs? Oh, yeah, New Orleans. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, That was, like, so funny that Palm Springs was one of their places because uh, my fiancé and I, we hit Palm Springs on, like, this road trip when we were living out of a little pop-up trailer. And we only went there because we needed to wait for him to get medication sent to a P.O. box before we went into Mexico. And that's the only reason why we were in Palm Springs. So we were just, like, completely confused by the, like general Palm Springy vibes. I'm like, I would never go here for vacation. I don't really understand it, but it was really weird. Like that vacation, that place being the place that they decided to go to. Um, some of the vacation spots were sounded really, really cool, but then there was just like the background of Poppy being a little weird, especially when they went to the, I think they were somewhere in Italy and it was like the couple's Mm. trip. And Poppy was just, yes. And she was just, I felt overstepping boundaries big time with Sarah being the girlfriend there. Like if I was Sarah, I don't think I would have liked Poppy at all. Like I don't, Oh, I totally was like, Poppy on wouldn't Sarah's even be side. a question. I would be like, like Sarah's, I'd be like, it's me or her. I'm fine with 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 dating somebody if they have girlfriends. That does not bother me. But if, if somebody is crossing the line, uh, like we're having Which a conversation thought, yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I going wish on vacation with them. Yeah, absolutely. Especially just them now. I, I wish they would have ended up going to Sweden and Norway. My, the company that I work for and I've been at for almost seven years now is founded in Sweden. So I have been to Sweden more times than anybody needs to go to Sweden. And I've been to Norway <laughs> as well. So I wish they, I wish they would have like really done that just because, especially if they would have went to Stockholm. It's such a small city that I'm sure areas that I've seen or I've been to would have come up. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but I, at least they mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I liked New Orleans. I really also liked yeah. um, the first trip that they did to, what was it? Vancouver, Vancouver Island. Island. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really... Okay, so, yes, I did like all the vacations. And, again, I like to go into books cold. I don't read the back, which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. Next week, we find out it's a bad thing. Um <laughs> 
I like to go into it cold. So I read the title and I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be like more focused on like the relationships, you know, the random relationships you make with people. And then when Mm -hmm. we immediately jump into this book and we're in Palm Springs and there's just like a bad Airbnb house that that's the like person she meets on vacation. I'm like, this sucks. Like, this is not about people you meet on vacation. (laughs) So I thought the title was a little misleading because there really isn't that much like, you know, just those weird serendipitous outside Mm -hmm. characters that I thought we were going to get, you know, there was a couple, you know, like the old couple in Palm Springs Mm -hmm. that were the Southern guy that That was cute. And that did seem random guy real and funky. Um, But every other, you know, like people you meet on vacation while they're on their different vacations, they weren't really meeting people on vacations. It was just like, Poppy and Alex. So I think I I I kind of by the end of the book I took it as because Alex said, "Oh, so am I only a vacation for you?" Like that is a person like they met different versions of themselves on vacation. And of course yeah. at the end she goes through and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but she goes through like what she with her loneliness and how she realizes the people that she meets it's those relationships. But I think in the larger context of the book they meet each other on vacation and that's the person that they meet when they're, when they're away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange turn of events and I agree. I was just definitely thinking it was going to be one thing and then realized it was more of like mm-hmm. a finding herself and finding what makes her happy and like getting really deep down, which I did like that she, you know, eventually got a, her friend's therapist. mom therapist. Yes. Yes. Which was, I was like, Oh, that'd be really weird. I don't think I'd ever pick my friend's, mother to be my therapist yeah I also Um, think with that she waited she waited a long time to say like to re-say that her mother's name to re-say Rachel's mother's name so when it was like italicized and I was like am I supposed to remember the name of this therapist and then when she said she's like oh like your mom is taking new clients I was like oh that's Rachel's mother okay like it just took me a little while to like get it it wasn't this like oh, wow moment that I maybe I just read the, maybe it took me too long to read the book that's probably why but you know I just didn't remember that name did you like the ending where she went home and kind of spilled her guts to this guy that the hallmark ending where she goes into the, the that's what say, right I liked it, like, because by that point I knew I was sitting down to watch a Hallmark movie, right? Like, you know when you're sitting down to watch a Hallmark movie, it's going to be fake snowing and they're wearing, like, shorts. Like, it's going to be nothing that makes nothing that makes sense. So, yes, I did. I really appreciate it. I was like, I can see it. It's vivid. It's clear. I think if I was as many books as I'm sure all three of us read, I was just kind of like, okay, this is a little, you know, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I like the little spin, though, that she goes to the school first and has to face Mm. Sarah because I was like, justice for Sarah. Let her just like give her a verbal (laughs) smackdown because Poppy kind of needed it. And I don't think, you know, I mean, she kind of took responsibility in some places for sure. But I think she should have gotten a little bit more stern of a talking to from. I think Alex should have also brought it up like whatever I'm gonna let it slide because he's just like he's a side character in the book honestly really if we're being honest Alex is a side character this is Mm -hmm. Poppy's story but yeah I liked that there was that little spin where she ends up just having to run into Sarah instead and then goes to the bar to find Alex that was that was good I just remembered that he got a vasectomy for her oh yeah yeah Yeah. that was (laughs) weird 
Yeah, I was, I was like, what? do men just do that? I was like, I didn't know that no. that was just like something that they just like, and a single man was Like, oh, in case we ever, you know, bone, <laughs> right. we don't have to worry about it. Right, birth control or a condom wouldn't, wouldn't be enough. I was like, no. you have to go like, I was like, that was a, that was a stretch. That was, yeah, that was really weird. Okay, <laughs> Jessica, your favorite part, epilogue. Okay, yeah, so I did have to put in a question in here about the epilogue because usually, specifically for romance novels, as these books, you know, like I like it, like you said, like a Hallmark movie book, um, an epilogue is really make or break, I think, because mm. uh, I would say 90% of the time it's not needed. Don't do it. It ruins no, the book. Right. So before I give my opinion, Jordan, what did you think about the epilogue? <laughs> I agree. I think it's a little, I think most of the time it's a little like selling past sold. I'm like, all right, like you, you've got me already. You don't need to add in like if you're buying a car and you've, you're saying yes. And they're like, but we can throw in free mats and tires. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like it's something wrong that you're throwing in all this stuff. So I, yeah, I kind of was underwhelmed. I, I agree. It was like, meh. Right. Whatever. I think it was maybe a little bit better on this book than it was in our last book, The Unhoneymooners. We read yeah. The Unhoneymooners. Okay. And maybe, like you said, Jordan, you had just read that other book, Seven Days. Seven Days in June. Seven Days in June. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we had just read The Unhoneymooners. And it's like one romance back to back to the other romance. And I'm like, well, with, now I'm comparing the two and which one's better. And right. the epilogue on this one fell a little bit, was a little bit better, I think is what I said. Was a little bit okay, oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I comparing the two books that we just read, the last epilogue was not needed. It was mm-hmm. just like a, oh, guess what? They got married or engaged. It was like, oh, they got engaged. They're like, oh, right. no shit. Of course they got engaged. We knew that. Um, this one I did appreciate much better than that one because at first you're reading, they're, they end up in New York. And I'm like, God damn it, Poppy, you just forced this boy to move to New York for you. Like, shut up and then I'm like oh, okay they're gonna go spend some time in Ohio too and I'm like fine I'll take it so she gets a little bit more points but at first when you read it you're like she's just gonna make him move to New York and like do this now and that was a little bummer and then I think it did tie in the title a little bit more for bleh. goodness it's been a day it t- ties in the title to what it's really meant at the epilogue as well when she's like meeting the the gal bowling and like actually mm-hmm. meeting the people and like sitting down talking with them going out and doing stuff with them rather than just like randomly bumping into someone in a taxi once or twice mm-hmm. it just made the title feel more deep once i got the epilogue so i did i did kind of like this epilogue i'm not i'm not going to lie especially comparing it to my last one that i didn't want in there at all yeah I think right. it is time to rate the book. I think there's enough. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we rate the book? I think. Side characters, the flashbacks, anything. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about. I feel like we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we did good. No, I think that's good. All right. Okay. Let's, Let's go around and rate it. Pacific Northwest Jess first and then Jordan. Yes. Okay. So I will go first. This was not my pick. Um, this was Louisville Jess pick. And I think I might actually rate it higher than you. I 
thoroughly like did have a good time reading it, even though it took me for it felt like forever to get hooked. And the, I'm going to say it that way, because even before I was hooked, I was like, this is a nice book. Like, it's fun. I'm having a good time. But I wasn't hooked until I found out what happened in Croatia. And even though it was a little lackluster for me, I still wanted to, you know, see how they got to the end, even though I think we all kind of knew where it was going to go in the end. So I rated it three and a half stars because it the, the epilogue did push it up for me. I will say that. So the epilogue did push it up a, a couple points for me because I just like that it did feel equal in the end and the title made a little bit more sense where it was coming from and I did like all of the kind of tactful mental health issues thrown in but not like in your face like I feel like some of them are just like slamming it down your throat and this one was just like it felt more natural throughout so three and a half stars for me Jordan, what about I was actually going to go with the same. I was going to say three and a half. I think that it's a straightforward book. I really, really appreciate when books are very straightforward. They say what it is that they mean. The writer writes well, but not in such an eloquent way that you're like, oh my God, say what it is that you need to say. So, but it's also not like, it's not a children's, it's not a young adult book or anything like that. Yeah. So 3.5, because I did enjoy it. I thought, you know, like I said, the banter was funny from Poppy the characters made sense. It was cool to hear all the different trips. I like a flashback back and forth. I don't mind that. So I did like the way that this was. It was very clearly labeled. Sometimes that doesn't happen. So I really did like that. I just think the character development was lacking a little bit. And it also didn't like, maybe it's realistic with some women in the way that they feel with work and relationships and friendships and keeping up with that. For me, it wasn't realistic. And I just think if I'm reading a, a feminine character in 2021 and she was to be in I guess she's supposed to be in like 2018 2019 mm-hmm. that she could have just been a little bit of a elevated more sophisticated woman. yeah <laughs> yeah okay well you are right Jess you did rate it higher than me I, I knew <laughs> how did you know and sometimes I know when I'm rating stuff higher than you that that you pick um I'm rating it just a solid three I don't understand how people, a lot of people are like, five out of five, five. like, no, it's kind of, it's, it's very average. It's not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to turn the next page and I can't wait to finish this book. I was kind of just like, am I done yet? Is, are we getting to the end? Oh, this is it. Okay. Well, well, that was all right. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Mm, it was okay. I would recommend it to people. Like if they need a, a palate cleanser or just something funny, not, not really too deep to read, this would be a good book to read. So. Yeah, this is like a book. If I bring this book on vacation and end up like leaving it in the hotel, I don't think I would care. And I'm very like protected. Like I like having my, my pointing to my bookshelf. I like having my books. I like being able to post about them. I like keeping them. I don't share my books. My cousins has suggested doing a book swap in the beginning of COVID, like mailing stuff. I was like, I don't share my books. I love you all very much, but you will not be getting my books. But this one is, if I left it, I wouldn't care. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like there are some books of mine that I'm like, nope, these are mine that I'm going to hold on to I like to see them there yeah I'm not reading them but there are definitely <laughs> books that I'm like I'm comfortable with giving this one away yes. and uh yes this would be one of those that I think I could pass, pass 
pass along to someone like my physical <laughs> copy. Okay. So I think we're going to skip over bad reviews because I found one that was really funny, but it was really, really long. Um, and we're just going to go into a couple funny random questions for you at the end. Um, sure. So my first question uh, is if you had an R&R credit card, where would you be going? Ooh, that's a really, really good question. R&R credit card, where would I be going? So I'm currently planning, I'll be 30 in April. So have a little while, but my my friends that are my age will be 30 next year as well. So I'm currently planning a trip with my friends to well, friend, I mean my sister and my one friend to Hawaii. Nice. Ooh, I don't island? I might extend an island. I might extend that because I don't know that I would travel somewhere in the US. I may go to like a Bora Bora Fiji, somewhere that's like still Hawaii-esque, like it's a you know island vacation, but somebody else is paying for it. Yeah, that would be, that'd be solid. That'd be great. Yes. Um, I've always seen like the pictures of Bora Bora and I'm like, oh man, that's the place you'd go, right? Over the the overwater villa, like super beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So another question, if you had to pick a ride or die best friend from any book, what book would it be and who would the character be? Ooh, that is a good one. I'm looking I feel at like my book. We books. always do hard questions, but it's okay. I know, but it's totally fine. I, I was, this one I came, I came up with because the best friend in this book, I don't think I would have picked her as a best friend, like the art school friend. She oh. was just like Rachel. Yeah, she I don't think she was a best friend. Yeah. For me. Alex was. She the was the best friend. friend. You I'm can't sorry, pick really your boyfriend as your books. best friend. I feel like okay, so it's not like a it's not a novel book. It's it's a, a celebrity it's memoir book. <laughs> um, Elaine Welterroff, she was the editor in chief at Teen Vogue, the youngest woman to be the editor in chief at Teen Vogue, the only Black Vogue editor, like pretty much anywhere, everywhere, in all the countries that Vogue is. And she's just I absolutely love her, and I read her memoir last year around this time actually. And I just feel like she's so ride or die. She's so motivating, but she's also like chill. So I feel like anything that you're down for, if you have to work really hard, if you want to party really hard, if you want to just relax really hard, if you need to get yourself out of trouble, if you need dating advice, marriage advice, she has it all. And I feel like she would be my, Elaine Welcher Roth would be my person. Nice. Right I like on. that it's a real person. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> so cool. if you're out there, Elaine, I love you so much. <laughs> we would only be so lucky. If she right? <laughs> Okay, so next question is, if you had to spend a week in the current location of your current read, where would it be? And would you be happy to be there? Oh, my car. I mean, I currently, this is the last book that I've read. I literally finished this yesterday. So good thing we pushed it. I would, I would have finished it if we, if we recorded last week, but I did, I dragged it out. But I am reading, I just opened up James Baldwin's Go Tell on the Mountain. So it's in Harlem, New York. So the question was, where would I be, right? You'd be in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Would Harlem. you be happy to be there? Oh, absolutely. Especially 2021 Harlem is a little bit right? different than, I think this is in like the 1960s or something, Harlem. Oh, yeah. So this is, uh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Last question. And I just came up with this one because I feel like you have really good book recommendations and have a more, you know, diverse that you've read. We've been trying on the podcast. We've been doing a lot of women books and we've been Mm -hmm. also trying to like 
mix it up. Yeah, I think we there. have like less than five male Two or written three. books. Yeah, yeah, it's really right. sad. Right. But, uh, <laughs> so what's the number one book you would recommend as like a must read to anyone? A must read to anybody is uh, In the Country We Love by Diane Guerrero. A lot of people know her from Orange is the New Black. She plays Maritza, the character. But her memoir, I always say it's the adult book that got me into reading. I read a little bit before I read her book, but I read it in 2016. It is, again, a memoir. And it's her story is incredible. She grew up in Boston. Her family is from Columbia. And when she was 13 years old, her family had a little bit of run-ins here and there with immigration and deportation and things like that. But when she came home from school at 13 years old, her brother had been deported years before he was born in Columbia. She was born here. And so she's American. And she came home from school at 13 years old. Her parents were deported. Government did not care. She went into the house by herself. And she had to fend from fire for herself from age 13. And it touches on everything. One, she's hilarious. Two, she moved from Boston to New York by herself. She made it happen from 13 years old. She was on Orange and New Black. Um, Jane the Virgin, also, she was on, and she's done a lot of stuff by herself. She's a huge voting advocate. She's married. She's, you know, she's really great. So her book was life-changing for me. Oh, nice. I, I do remember her um, writing a book, and I have heard her story a little bit here and there in some podcasts that I've listened to, but that's a good one. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I keep toying with the idea, but of course book clubs and things like that come up that I want to reread her book. But my friend was like, let's read a James Baldwin book. So now I'm reading something for somebody else and not myself, but it's fine. I'll get I'll get back to her book again at some point. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, of course you will. Well, cool. We we'll should do we'll a put that on the show notes one as well. Of these days. I know. We really need to get a couple more memoirs in. Um, oh, yeah. I have so many. <laughs> Okay. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Like, we really appreciate it. Uh, this was really fun to talk to you and, and get to know you and talk about this, you know, pretty simple, fun book. Um, so <laughs> we just want to let everyone know that we'll put all of the information that we talked about in the show notes so you can find all of Jordan's stuff. And join us next week where we deal with our first double did not finish Um book don't worry though we did pick another one to make sure that we could have another great episode for you anyway so keep an eye out on our instagram and see what we picked and why we couldn't finish anchored hearts or island affair for those same, or same island one. Affair. Yeah. um don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find us on all of the socials at out of five stars and that's out of with two t's until next time cheers, cheers. Bye.